Life moves fast and so do these episodes. You are busy juggling all the things, work, life, kids, relationships, and everything else nitty gritty, but you have vividly wild dreams to get. My name is Melissa Rose and let me just say, I get that growing a family and scaling a profitable business is no small feat, no matter how early we wake up or how much caffeine we consume. But I'm here to tell you, you can and will through consistent, inspired action. In this show, we're going to be encouraged, we're going to be empowered, and we're going to leave with a quick win that you can apply today in your business, life, or relationship. Sound good, ladies? Let's get real. And now, your host, Miss Melissa Rose, the consistency queen who has the sleep schedule of your average senior citizen. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of In the Nitty Gritty. How are you? Oh, so great to be with you. We have a fun interview, you guys, today. I don't think I've laughed so much in an interview. My cheeks are sore from it. Dr. Sharon Jones is our special guest today. And let me just tell you, I was a little nervous before the interview because she is a specialist in computer science. And she brought it. She brought some amazing nuggets of wisdom that I personally am going to apply in my life. And she is just Fun, and you guys are going to learn so much from her. But before we dive in, I do want to give a listener shout out. We have another review and you guys, you know how they make me feel. But what's most important is in the nitty gritty is getting such traction and it is so fun to see it grow every week. And that is thanks to you for listening and putting me in your ears and learning from these amazing guests we have. If you have not left a review, I invite you to do that. Go to your iTunes if you are on iTunes or any platform you listen, please leave an honest rating and review. That is the best way for people to find out about In the Nitty Gritty. Another awesome way, if you can't figure out how to do it, because sometimes iTunes, it's just not very user-friendly sometimes to get to that review. But if you could take a screenshot of the picture of In the Nitty Gritty, post it to your Facebook or your Instagram, wherever you hang out, and tell what you liked about it or what you learned about it, that is a great way to share the word about In the Nitty Gritty. This review is from Fit Over 40. Excellent use of time. All mompreneurs need to turn into this podcast, full of energy, humor, and positivity, yet real and transparent. This lady gives you golden nuggets to move forward in achieving your best life. Thank you, Fit Over 40, for that awesome review. I so appreciate you. Now I want to dive into our amazing guest. Dr. Sharon Jones is the founder and CEO of The Dot Consulting and the nonprofit Dottie Rose Foundation, where she leads and implements technology-focused education and innovation. Dr. Jones has found her passion in education and has served as a computer science expert for the past 20 years, bridging the gap between everyday actions and the application of technology. She's a highly sought after and national award-winning computer science educator in the public school system and for corporate training. She has presented and been published nationally and internationally on data analytics, educational practices, and technology. Her book, A Recipe for Success Using SAS University, How to Plan Your First Analytics Project is being used in curriculum and classrooms around the country. When not running technology world, Dr. Jones spends her time with her husband, Ricky, and two sons, Ethan and Dylan, and their beloved dog, Cooper. With a resume like that, (laughs) don't get me wrong, I was a little intimidated, but she is lovely, and I hope you enjoy this awesome interview with the beautiful Dr. Sharon Jones. 
right. Well, let's dive in. Dr. Sharon Jones is here. So excited. So tell our audience, Sharon, what you do and who you do it for. Hi, Melissa. Thank you so much for having me. So I am a computer science expert and I focus on helping schools, K-12 schools in particular, integrate computer science into their school and into multiple disciplines. And then I also have a passion for women in technology and computer science, being that I've been an educator for almost 20 years now. And I also run a nonprofit that supports girls in computer science. Part of my mission over the years of teaching is to elevate the thought of tech and CS across curriculums because we learn to read and write before we actually innovate it with any kind of piece of technology. So understanding the baseline of how to write a great sentence is at the core of how you can implement computer science in your schools, in your curriculum, and in your career. And so I do a lot of focus and promotion around making it a bit more mainstream and then helping young women find their place in the world of CS and tech. And that like totally did not go over my head, but kind of. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Well, let's put it in perspective. Right now, you and I are talking over Zoom, right? Uh Which is an, an amazing innovation with technology. There are multiple aspects to how this Zoom was put together. One, you've got the front end, which is the piece where you and I can see each other. What does Zoom look like? And that falls into thinking about visual and digital representation. How is the interface of Zoom going to look so that we as consumers like it and it's user-friendly, right? That's a part of computer science. Then you have the back-end piece that runs the connect, the APIs that run the connect, which API is just an application process where you connect two pieces together. And so it connects, you know, from uh, the link that I click on to your link that we come together on this one platform. You know, and, and so the piece that's really cool about all of that is that it used to be that when you opened up your computer, you didn't have a built-in camera and you had to add in the webcam, you had to do all these things. But all of that is computer science. It's just progression in how we've been able to integrate the physical piece into the software. So, oh my gosh. So you're a mama. I am. How many kiddos do you have? I have two kids. I have two boys, which is people laugh at me a lot like, and you focus on girls. I'm like, you know, somehow this was divine intervention (laughs) above. Um, Yes, I am a full-on boy mom. I have a son who is nine, Ethan, and I have a son who is six, Dylan. Okay. So how did you get into what you do? Okay. Oh, Lordy. You want me to take it back now, y'all? All All right. So (laughs) let's see. When I was in high school, I was a big theater nerd. I loved to swim. Yeah. And I was a very much of an academic, but not like the smartest person in the class. You know, I love to read and I love to learn. I always considered myself a lifelong learner then that I am now. Like I wasn't the kid that sat in class and it, you know, just immediately I'm like, oh yeah, I got this. You know, first time someone shows it to me, I have to work and work and work at it. But when I was in high school, I started doing a lot with radio and I was actually DJ Sharky Sharon coming to you in the midnight hour. And I did a lot of dual cassette tape recording where I would ramp up and do the DJ and then I'd time it so the song would come. So I made tons of mixtapes. So I thought that uh, that would be the industry I would go into. Communications, I would do something in radio. I went off to college, I interned, and it was not my jam. 
I come from this very, very long line of educators. I mean, very deep rooted in my family. And I sort of was running from that. Like I didn't think I wanted to be in education, but I kept finding myself boomeranging back. Every time I would try to run from it, somehow I'd end up being back, being a tour guide, tutoring kids. You know, I was a TA in a class. I'm like, come on, Sharon, like focus. So I ended up going into get my master's in education. And you're asking how I got to where I am now. The reason why I say that is the journey has been such an interesting zigzag. I mean, I literally am self-taught in everything I know because I did not get my first email address until I went to college. Right. Well, yeah, me neither. Right. Yeah. And then I didn't even learn what PowerPoint was until I hit my sophomore year of college. I mean, I just had not done any of those things. The professor said, I'm going to need you to do your presentation in PowerPoint. And I turned to the person next to me and I said, a power, what? What is that? I have word perfect at my house. You know what I mean? I had an old school computer, like hand me down. But when I went to start my master's, I, I went to East Carolina, which then was really progressive. I say this a lot now. East Carolina is in the eastern part of the state of North Carolina. I live in, in Charlotte. And they were progressive at that point in terms of online learning and virtual learning. My first three classes that I took in my master's were all online using one of those webcams and the of AOL and getting on into a chat room to have a conversation with my professor. So I, I, my studies were in business and information technology, and that's where I took my first programming class. And it was a challenge. You know, I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I was doing this because I really had been told along, and not by my parents, but by the culture and academics that I wasn't really great at math and I wasn't really great at science, but actually I'm pretty darn good at both of them. And so I taught myself how to program using visualbasic.net. And that's how I ended up getting my first teaching job because I was one of the few females that knew programming. And this was a new, I'm putting quotation marks around that, a new language that was being placed into the schools. So it just really kind of happened. And then I've tripped over myself. I say this a lot, like my first year of teaching, I was 20 two years old and some of my kids were 18 as I taught high school. That was an interesting year. But I did a lot of, you remember the Saturday Night Live skit that was the New York yeah, talk and she's like, yeah. talk amongst yourselves, talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> yeah, we did a lot of that because inevitably I would have something planned and then we would start it and I'm like, oh, mm -mm, mm -mm, that, that didn't work out. Like not even at all. And so, you know, that's really, that's my journey. And that's how I am where I am now, because all of those pieces of having to use my scrappiness, having to use skills to relate to my everyday life, to figure out, okay, well, if I did this when I was cooking, then maybe this will work when I'm trying to get this variable, to, you know, like I just used all these different pieces of my life to help me learn how to be a good programmer. And that's what I do now. That's really where my genius has fallen is finding that connection between the art and the discipline of computer science and finding that connection into what we do in, in real life. I tell my kiddos that no opportunity is wasted. You either learn from it, grow from it, or apply it and do it right now. So, and try everything, do it and see where it goes. And all of our journeys are the scenic route. <laughs> and we're going to get oh, I like that. to evolve. <laughs> so yes, I like to say the scenic route. We took the scenic route to get here and it was beautiful and lovely. And we learned a lot from it. Yep. So who is your dream client right now, Sharon? 
Oh, oh, this is a good one. So I would love a school system that is ready to take education to the next level, who is tired of the nitty gritty of it always being rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat of the same concepts. You're running up to the same issues every time that there's only one way to teach something. I'm ready for that district who wants to think outside the box and really truly make a change in how we work and educate and teach our kids. And what I mean by that is doing something and then maybe asking for forgiveness later. No, not really, but sometimes I do that. But, you know, thinking about really taking the curriculum and taking, all right, to kill a mockingbird, how do we bring that in to where we are right now and use computer science, tech, how do we put all of that together and create this really rich and engaging opportunity that shows students that there's a lot of lessons that came from To Kill a Mockingbird that are still can be applied today, but put it with the current culture and method in which we consume information. So who is that person that you need to talk to to make that happen? Usually it's someone who is a superintendent or is in a central office position that is really ready to take a leap. Some of my work has been grassroots, but then we only get so far and then we have to make the jump. So, and let me, let me explain this a little bit, Melissa, too, because if I think about this in terms of a lot of our decisions come from the top. So you have to have a leader that believes in the work. But then we also have to have this grassroots effort of once that leader believes and gives the okay and says blessing, like let's let's totally think differently, then from the bottom up, we have to get some buy-in from our teachers and those that are working every day in the ins and outs of the schools to take the steps. But if they know their leader believes, then that is a much faster direct line. So it's a combination of both. Hey guys. Hi. Yes, it's me. I'm interrupting the podcast, but I just had to share that level up. The waitlist is ready to have your name put on it. If you are a brick and mortar or service-based business, listen up. Are you feeling like you are in constant chaos mode, frustrated, and may I dare say it a bit burned out with your business? Are you working all the time and not seeing the benefits of being a business owner? Like the flexibility of having your own business isn't really that flexible. And the bank account isn't exactly showing you that unlimited income potential that you thought you were signing up for. And secretly, you don't even want to grow your business because you're already drowning in the work of your demanding schedule. Honestly, you're thinking, is this even worth it? But you guys, what would it look like to have a business that is running for you and not running you with dream clients walking in your doors that love working with you and pay you what you're worth? What would it feel like to put your phone away from your business and genuinely be present with your family, not thinking about your to-do list or clients that might need something and creating a lifestyle that you love? If this sounds like a breath of fresh air, I invite you to apply to Level Up. Level Up, you guys, is a 90-day coaching program designed for brick-and-mortar and, and service-based businesses that are running the show themselves or with a very small team. In 90 days, we'll dive deep into your business and create the clarity you need through a structured framework that is customized just for you. With personalized one-on-one coaching and a monthly group mastermind, we will level up your business so that you have the tools in place to create the momentum you need, allowing you to have the 
business you deserve with the ultimate in time and financial freedom. Our next group starts super duper soon, like in a couple weeks, you guys, and there is an application process. So come on over to my website, Ms. Melissa Rose, or better yet, scroll down here in the show notes and click the application process. I would love the opportunity to be your coach and help you take your business to the next level. So what point in your life, when was there a point in your life, Dr. Sharon Jones, where you knew that you could do anything? I want to I want to say this, and uh, this is a piece of advice that has stuck with me for a very long time. There's two pieces of advice. My mom and my grandmother are very large influences in my life. I mean, my entire nonprofit is called the Dottie Rose Foundation, which is named in honor of my grandmother. But my mom, who is my grandmother's daughter, she has always been that point of reason. So, Mama D and I always like to go out, and you know, we were very girly, girly, and you know all the things. And my mom's always been sort of that point of consistency and reasoning. But I remember very distinctly, this was, oh, I want to say 2005. So I had been teaching for a few years and I was struggling really, you know, thinking that the grass was going to be greener on the other side. So I actually left teaching for a short moment and I took a job working for a banking uh, software company. And it was, um, it was, a, it was a great company. I enjoyed it. And then I ended up, they had some shifts and I ended up being laid off from that job just based on what was going on in, in their world. And man, that was scary. So scary. And I just bought a house and like I'd had all these things that like, you know, so proud of myself here. I was 25 years old and like I bought my own house and I'd stepped out of teaching because again, you know, I kept thinking the grass was greener. Believe me, I boomeranged back clearly. But my mom was like, you know what? Let's go to Atlanta and go to Ikea. So do you remember like Ikea first opened up and they were in like random places. Mom's like, let's go to Ikea and take a road trip and let's get a little, uh, a piece of furniture for your house. Now that was a little of her channeling my mama D because mama D always, we always shopping is always the cure for, you know, whatever. But she's like, let's go, let's cheer you up a little bit. And I remember we were riding along and I was humming and hauling about life and, you know, and she said, Sharon, you know, your mama D always gave me the advice and I think you need to hear this as well. When you are facing any kind of sadness or you're, you're feeling like your adversity or whatnot, she said, most of the time, there are three things that come down a road. She said, of those three things, usually two of them just fall in the ditch. And then somehow you figure out how to deal with the one thing that's come your way. Usually when you think there's all this commotion and all these things are so, so bad, normally two of them just sort of end up not really being what you think. Mm -hmm. And then you, the one that you really need to face is what will be put in front of you. Mm -hmm. And that, I can tell you, we were sitting on I-95 entering into the Georgia state line. And I remember thinking to my, and oddly there was a ditch outside my window. I think that was a big turning point for me because I thought to myself, you know what? She's right. You know, at 25, of course, everything is way more dramatic than it is at 40. I mean, clearly we birthed babies. I mean, we can do anything, right? <laughs> but that was the moment where it switched to my mind that I knew that all would work out to be okay. One step at a time, one breath at a time. And she's right. Every time I start having a meltdown, usually something ends up solving itself and it's just the one piece that I've got to figure out. And you do. We do. It's right there. We figure it out. I'm going to take that. A lot Good. of it is just calm down, calm down, 
and breathe. Breathe. <laughs> that, that's because I don't know about you, but I go from like I'll go from zero to a hundred and be like, blah, 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 you know, like. Blah, blah, blah. No, I don't like do that at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, it, but it definitely makes me have to stop and think, okay, is this one of the things that's going to fall off or is this really something I need to really invest my energy into? Great answer there. Okay, next question. As a business owner, your mom, your business owner, partner in life, and what is one thing that you need to do consistently in your life to keep you on track? Mm, glass of wine every day. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I, I will say I need a little bit of me time each day. I need a moment where it's just me, a cup of coffee. It could be a glass of wine. It could be just a moment where I am able to stop, think, and say, okay. Do you find um, that in the morning or evening or does it matter? Usually the morning, my peak time getting up, a little bit before the kids and doing a cup of coffee and just not even looking at my phone, just taking a cup of coffee, sitting on the couch. Sometimes it's dark, sometimes it's not. And just a few moments to myself to get ready for the day is great. But I will say that sometimes that doesn't always happen. So sometimes it is in the afternoon and it is like a, a glass of wine and sitting on, I love our back patio and sitting for a moment and just having a, a couple sips of wine to bring that, some of the craziness of the day down before we start the evening chaos. And that's so important, Mama. Take care of yourself. It's taken me a long time to get there. Uh, that didn't happen overnight. I mean, I've had to start, and especially because of running the businesses, because I have two, and I've got the kids and all that. I mean, I, I, if I don't do it, I notice that I just, my creativity is not there. And, and let's be fair, when kids are younger, it's harder. Give yourself grace when you can, and um, but take those times, because it's, it's vital to your mental health, too. Last question, what nugget of wisdom do you have for other mamas besides all the stuff you gave us? You, I don't think I've laughed so much in an interview. <laughs> <laughs> uh, laughter is one thing I will say. I la Good belly laugh, man. I tell you, <laughs> I had one a couple weekends ago with some girlfriends and literally I think I even wet my pants because you know after you have kids, things just come out and you're like, well, there it is. But, you know, the piece that I think is nugget of wisdom in terms of trying to manage this piece called life is to really enjoy the moment, which I know is really hard to do. But with all that's happened with COVID, I have embraced the fact that chaos is what my norm is right now. And so the small moments that happen when I get a belly laugh from my little Dylan, Dylan gives the best belly laughs and the best snuggles. Mm -hmm. So when I get a moment from him and he's six and I know that won't last long because my nine-year-old is like, please stop kissing me. Mm -hmm. And that's peace. But let me say, this is another piece of advice that my mom gave me years ago too, when I was struggling with teaching. And I use this right now. Give yourself something to look forward to each day. You also ask about how do I keep my sanity too. The kids, I always ask them, what is something you're looking forward to today, each morning? But then to, and so we may have something as a family that we're looking forward to. But for me personally, there's always something I'm looking forward to. And a lot of times it's food. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's that glass fun. Of wine? <laughs> it could be, it, sometimes it's, I just got to get to the glass of wine, right? Uh, sometimes it's, we're having pasta for dinner. 
<laughs> whoop, whoop, right? Sometimes it could be going to the pool. Sometimes it's a walk, it, but something that's going to lift my spirits each day. In the depths of some of my, my younger years when you know things were so crazy, <laughs> sometimes it would just be lunchtime when I was teaching. It would be like, just get me to lunchtime. I can make it to the rest of the day and I would have a good lunch or, you know, or a piece of chocolate or whatever, but that's the piece. So like today, my thing that I'm looking forward to is my son has a workshop this afternoon with one of my friends. And then I'm going to go and spend some time with another girlfriend of mine while he's in that workshop. So I'm going to take a little bit of time this afternoon and go get some belly laughs with her. Now that's a bigger excitement for the day. I mean, yesterday we were having pasta for dinner and that's legit what I was excited about. So, I mean, those kinds of things are what keep me going and laughing in my head. I love it. I love it. Why do you have something to look forward to? Every day. Love Every it. Every day. Great. And it doesn't have to be big. I love it. Dr. Sharon, thank you so much for your time today. How can people get a hold of you and uh, sure. to learn more about what you do and who you serve and anything else that you want to share with our audience here? We are a bunch of mompreneurs juggling work, life, kids, and everything else nitty gritty. Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, mompreneurs are the best. We are champions. We do things that no other humans can do. And I, I salute and give snaps to all of us because I feel that it is, wow, every day we get up, we create and conquer more goals than some people do in a lifetime. And that's just in one day. So how can people get in touch with me? So my work, the core of my education work and my career is around integrating computer science and loving everything around tech and what that looks like to teach kids skills. And that, uh, my work there is in the school systems and that's the dot consulting. And so you can find me at the dot, D-O-T, the T-H-D-O-T, consulting.co. And for any professional development workshops, or if your kids, you know, live in an area where you think they're ready to take that jump and really create a really cool opportunity for your kids. And then the other way is my passion and my give back is it's what drives me every single day is through the Dottie Rose Foundation. That's in honor of my grandmother. We support middle school girls, but there is no child that's ever not welcome. I mean, my son Ethan goes to all the camps, but I focused on girls just because of the wonderful keenness of a middle school girl and being with other females is very empowering mm -hmm. at that age. We do camps and workshops and mentorships. We have a combination of things that are in-person and online. So all of our fall programming actually is online. So you could hop on and be a part of our work. We do robots. We're making our own music. We are doing esports. We're doing making lipsticks and soaps. We do all kinds of stuff and relate it back to computer science and, and tech. And you can find us there at dottyrosefoundation.org. Amazing. Seriously amazing. I am Thank so you. thankful for your time today and what you shared with our audience and learning more about what you do. And I am Thank you. So thankful for the time and so excited to be continuing working together inside our yes. ladies that we are part of. So that's exactly right. Thank you for having me and for the opportunity. It's great to have a chat. And again, I admire everyone who is out there running a household, a business and kids and all that more power to us. We rock. Awesome. Thanks, Dr. Sharon. Jane. 
Okay, guys, real quick. If you are loving the podcast, could you do me a huge favor? Would you rate and review this podcast so other people could find it? That is the best way for people to find more about In the Nitty Gritty. Thanks so much. Peace.